Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of Who Pod. My name is Blair Beverage and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's episode, you get your hosts. We haven't spoke to each other in a while. Carolyn had just come back from America. She just released her new book, Realm FM, which I hope you guys have all picked up at this point. Uh, I really enjoyed it when I read it. Uh, and we, we talk about Tierland's trip a lot. Uh, we talk about Joey writing a book for NaNoWriMo. Uh, we didn't get into some stuff we wanted to with Joey, but we, get in, we, we, we break it down, you know? We, we have a conversation. Again, we hadn't spoken to each other in a while, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, we will have a new guest on our next show. I also wanted to give you guys a heads up. It's been posted in the Team Human forums, uh, but the Human Holiday Wish has begun again. Now, this is something that we did last year where we asked everybody to kind of send us a 10 to 30 second clip uh, wishing everybody whatever they wish to wish them over the holiday season uh, talk about their year a little bit and uh, we'd like to get as many clips from you guys as we possibly can so when you have these things recorded any format is fine I'll figure out how to transmute them into a, a workable language to my editing program uh, send them to humanpodcast at gmail.com that's again humanpodcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure to get you guys these uh, this this human holiday wish, uh, we uh, have set a deadline of December twentieth. I'd like to have it out on December twenty fourth. Therefore, those of us in uh, the Western Hemisphere can celebrate Christmas Eve with this, and those of us down under, like one of our hosts, can celebrate with it on Christmas Day. All right, guys. So uh, let's dive into this, shall we? Who pod number fifty six with your guests, your hosts. So so. So you finally got to America. I finally went to the U.S. of A. And oh, holy dooly, they weren't lying about that that plane trip. That's a, a doozy of a long flight. <laughs> oh, so uh, so like, jet lag is like, real? Is that is, is that what I'm hearing? Jet lag is real? It is real. <laughs> I always thought that people were just being wusses. And I thought, nah, it doesn't exist. So what? You're a bit tired. Boo-hoo. I freaking started hallucinating after I got off, like when I was in the airport of LA or LA, because that's what it felt like. It was so tired. <laughs> I thought I was a pirate and I was sitting there in the layover. And even though I was sitting still, I could feel myself rocking back and forth. Like it felt like I was on a ship and I was hallucinating like crazy. Like people must have thought I was a nutty ass. And plus it didn't help because prior to that, I just got felt up by the guards as my introduction to America Welcome because America. I had, right, a little metal, like, you know, like your toggles. So I don't think Americans use the word toggle for what we use them for. There's little kind of strands that uh, you tie up on your pants. Drawstring. Yes, drawstring. A drawstring. Okay. So a drawstring, they had like little metal um, thingies. Mm -hmm. And because it was dangling near my groin, they automatically assumed that I must have had a bomb up my hooch or something. So they then proceeded to <laughs> search me in front of everyone. And it was all very, very awkward. And then the same thing happened at Disney World. So I started to believe it was just a handshake in America, really. <laughs> Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Uh, Woo, may I touch first. your groin? <laughs> purse first. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. She's but got something think... hidden in her clutch. <laughs> With an L, with an L. The coolest like, thing, though, was when I landed, when I landed in LA, and the first thing I did was message uh, Joey and Blair, and Joey was like, oh my God, we're in the same time zone. Like, it was just the coolest thing, and then I flew to Orlando, and then we no longer were. But for a few hours, Joey, we were in the same time zone. I know. And you were in my time zone. So you were in both of our time zones. <laughs> and neither of us saw you, because we're bad friends. <laughs> <laughs> with no money, bad friends with no money, folks. Let's put that second part there. Mm -hmm. I actually tried really hard to get down to see Tyrolin. Um, my yeah. my company purchased uh, a uh, another company based out of New York, and I am supposed to be visiting them. So I was really working an angle to visit that week. That w she was there the week of Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Um, not the cheapest week to fly uh, in and out of the U.S. So uh, that I got a hard no. From, from from the boss. It's like, well, yeah, we'll send you, but not that week. No, no. Sort of idea. So uh, I, I tried, guys, but uh, we'll, we'll have to just meet one other time. So, because you guys can't see our cameras are on, um, and we are used to seeing Tierlin freezing her ass off during these things. And right now, she is in summer clothes because 
that's what it is in Australia right now. How did, how did you, how did you yeah. enjoy almost real cold? It was bullshit. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> I nearly froze. My nipples nearly fell off. I'm pretty sure. I thought I had frostbite at one point in New York. So it was such a shock going from really, really hot here in Australia because we've just gone into summer, even though it's like stormy season. Then I went to Orlando, which oh, I'll talk about that soon because Orlando is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Miami, mm, not a huge fan of Miami, but anyway. And then going to New York where like it's a huge shift and everyone warned me. They said, make sure you bring like summer wear and then heavy jackets for New York. And I thought they're exaggerating again. It will be fine. No, I literally had three layers on. I had stockings and then pants and then a dress and two coats, gloves, a scarf. And I was still shivering all the way through Central Park. Like your cold is bloody cold. And it wasn't even proper winter yet. No, <laughs> and that that's eight no. hours south of me. So um, very, very similar-esque weather, but New York is a little bit warmer than it is here. But let's, let's, let's do this from, let, let's give this the proper due. So you land in California. You're completely jet lagged. LA. LA, sorry. Um, you land in LA, which is in California. Um, completely jet lagged. Oh, my geography sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, I'm not going to bugger about the jet lag because there's a there's a huge difference between three hours and 24. So I'm going to just completely give her that. Oh my god, I gave you so much crap for that. You did. You did. <laughs> so but you you, you got the big dose. So I, I've only I deal with small. I mean, <laughs> when I went to Europe, I'm seven eight hours, and that to me is like, oh my god. But you you, you dealt with as a whole other world. Um, so, yeah. you, so you got felt up. You you had to hang out with with you know your your violation for a while. Um, then you flew to Orlando and you got Orlando. to visit Orlando. Tell us about Orlando. So Orlando, if anyone's been, then you know how fantastic it is. And if you haven't been, you have to go like this instant, drop everything and go. So we weren't going to do Disney World because we'd heard, you know, mixed reviews. But then we kind of had a free day because we actually ended up coping with a jet lag the following day better than we thought. Because we thought that day would just be sort of sleeping and exploring. And we thought, you know what, bugger it. I really want Mickey Mouse ears. So let's go to Disney World. So we went to Disney World and like it starts off really cool. Like you have to go on like this monorail to get to the park and you know, then you get filled up again because you've got to give your fingerprints and go through the scan. And like seeing that castle for the first time is incredible. And there's that um, carousel of progress. I don't know if you've heard of that where you're pretty much, yeah. So for those who don't know, you are watching this kind of like robot show through the generations. And then while you're in the audience, the audience revolves around the stage. And I thought that was really cool and Space Mountain was great. Um, but overall, I think it was more of a kid's park. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, like the prices were so oh, ridiculously high to get a picture with like, say, Alice in Wonderland. You had to line yeah. up for an hour and pay $40. And I thought that was a bit silly. So it was okay, but not my favorite place, Disney World. Sorry to say. So then the next day, though, we did Universal Studios and we stayed at the resort. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Oh my God. It is so cool because you are fully immersed in those worlds. So the first one we did was the Simpsons and I, like you get like a call from Ralph Wiggum while you're at the Quickie Mart and you can get like a big donut drink bottle. And when you actually go to Harry Potter land, there is, you know, that little Jamaican head on the um, Midnight Express. Yep. There the must be bus. a guy that's hiding in the bus. Yeah. Cause he goes, Hey you, what's your name? When, sorry, bad accent. But like when I like am there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Tyrolin. And he's like, oh, Tyrolin, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, Australia. And he goes, oh, yeah, because from up here, you look pretty down under. <laughs> and like, then I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that broke Joey. <laughs> oh, my lanta. I know. So I said, you know what? That's pretty good. And then like he broke character for a second. He's like, that was excellent. That was the best joke I've ever done. <laughs> that was really cool. It was just so interactive. And um, I spent like a good fortune on those chocolate frogs. They were pretty mm. amazing. Mm. And of course, my wand, I picked a wand from Ollivander's and you get to, uh, uh, yeah, just interact with the entire park. Now, your rides, American people, are very tame. I'm just going to say that like nothing was kind of like, ooh, uh, like even th- I went on the Hulk and that was really, really tame. Have you done the Hulk at Universal I've Studios? I've done the Hulk. That's the one where you, you get hypered halfway out, you flip 180 and you drop that Hulk. Yeah, and it goes for like ages. And I was kind of like, oh, that's a bit tame. Well, the whole thing about that ride is is the first part. So you're you're going up on the chain and then all of a sudden they 
uh, put on the, the magnet so you go from going up slowly to going up really fast. And as soon as you come out of the helix, so mm. the covered portion, you flip and then you go straight down. That is really their big move. After that, you're right. It's yeah, just you, a ride. you you, you got to come to Australia. Like, our rides are really, really get the heart rate going. Well, you know, <laughs> you're, I'll... You're just thinking that they're tame because you didn't get hit in the head with one. <laughs> a good point. Um, with I that, need the thrills, man. <laughs> I also have to defend my, my coaster industry. Those are not the best roller coasters in the world or greatest representations. You want you want rep representation, go to Cedar Point in, in, in Ohio. That's okay. when. What that, about that's Six when Flags, get, though? What about Six Flags? Six Flags, some of them are good. It's like my park. Some of them are good, but uh, Cedar Point is where the best coasters in America, America are. Best coasters in North America, and I've been to a lot of parks. Um, I used to work okay. for an amusement park that owned a bunch of other amusement parks, and um, I have buddies who still work for them. But uh, yeah, Six Flags are, is good. The Paramount Parks were good, um, but yeah, nothing beats Cedar Point. So. No, they're run by Cedar Fair. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, the Hulk isn't one. a bad ride. I don't want to shit on the Hulk. The Hulk actually isn't a bad ride. Um, my oh, favorite... it's a good ride. I was just expecting it to be really intense, and it just right. wasn't. There's there's another one in, in Disney uh, that used to be called MGM. It's called something else now, and I don't remember. Uh, it's the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster. That one, again, it's not scary, but from beginning to end, just a complete experience like you're you're basically when you get onto it it's it's like the hulk where it's the hyper coaster where they use the magnets and put you zero to 60 instantly uh zero to 60 miles wow. an hour instantly um that's and kind then, of like our superman ride yeah yeah probably and then in, you got two speakers on either side of your ear just blasting aerosmith music as you go through like this black lighted dark it's i mean it's not super thrill seeking but just the whole immersion of it is great but uh, uh that's really cool and, 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 and you were completely right about Magic Kingdom. I mean, I, I actually brought in the Millennium in the Magic Kingdom, standing right beside Space Mountain, um, because I couldn't get to Main Street. Space Mountain was pretty cool. I got to say, that was awesome. Yeah, that one wasn't bad, but that's the kids' park. Um, and, I mean, they do have other parks that are a bit better, a bit more adult. Um, and, you know, my Star Wars one's going in in a couple of years. So that's, <laughs> that's when I'm going next to see that in Pandora, which I think just opened this year. Um, that just opened, yeah. And we didn't realize all that was there until we had kind of finished off, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, Harry Potter World is what my wife wants to see. And, and to hear your big sale of approval on this just makes me more excited. So, No, I would live there. Like, I would stay over, like overnight in the park while it's closed up just so I could run around in Harry Potter land. Because even, okay, the, I don't know if the technology is, like, really advanced in America or what, but the rides, especially with, like, Harry Potter... And even um, the Terminator ride, mm. they somehow combine an actual roller coaster with almost like 3D screens. So yeah. when I was like a kid, or even in Australia, we had those dodgy kind of rides where you get into like a dark car and it's just like a TV screen and it kind of bounces around really awkwardly and you don't get any thrill from it. You go, right, right. oh, it's a bit of fun, but it's not exciting. This, you are actually immersed in the screen. Mm. It's sort of 3D, even without glasses, and you're moving in the roller coaster like properly. With the screen, I don't even know how they do that because that castle was real. Mm. No, it was a prop, but you pretty much walk through that entire castle, and the ride is really intense. Like the Whomping Willow nearly killed me. It was really cool. A lot of it has to do with how uh, the angle of the walls, the room are set up, how the angle of the seating uh... is done, and the angle of how the images are projected. Um, back when I was in the sixth grade. Uh, you could consider this part of like an early experimentation version of it. Uh, but at the Boston Museum of Science, there's a thing called the Omni Theater. And it is a very steep uh, play, uh, room with all the seating in it. And the, the screen ovals around the room. And it almost also oh. encompasses the top of the room. So when the image is projected on it, like we were looking at helicopter footage where they're flying over canyons and stuff. And there's everybody in the audience getting ready to throw up. Some people were screaming, felt like they were falling. <laughs> it all has to do with the angle of how everything is laid out for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. That and, and, that and having excellent. really good sound systems also tri yeah. you know, tricking the yeah. ear will start playing with your whole depth uh, perception. So that's when I when I went to the, no, the original that... Avengers just in a theater. I was just like, oh my God, I'm like actually right there in Captain America's ass while he's like clenching it and everything. Like, oh my God, ah! 
I thought it was Nightwing that you Living the dream. Well, that's DC. We're talking. I was talking about Marvel, but anyways. oh, okay. See, so, so he's the he's the Marvel uh, uh, equivalent, if you will. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I first world uh, first rule of most filmmaking is is if you know people give you forgiveness on picture, but sound's got to be good. And you can do so much with sound. I find with visual, mm. the only time I've ever felt truly immersed in a world is when I did my very first VR experience. And I was like, okay, I know what I'm seeing yeah. is not right, but my brain is telling me that. Like I had to walk over to a cliff and step off a cliff. And I know that I'm just stepping forward on ground in front of me, but it, it my it's brain. Yeah, my brain is yeah. like, nope, you're stepping off a cliff. <laughs> um, but with sound, I've had that same experience without any, you know, without any super technological stuff. If the sound is good, there's so much you can do with sound. Um, mm, absolutely. Now, speaking of your trip to America... I noticed, because I have finished your wonderful new book that is being released uh, for you today and for us tomorrow today, here. book birthday. It is our bur- book birthday for Realm FM, and you use some of your experience from your trip in your book, I noticed, so. I did. <laughs> so, because I wrote Realm FM a year ago, mm-hmm. but then, um, like, they sent me the last minute proofs, like, a week ago, and I went, you know what? Now that, because I've pretty much, as you, Blair, probably noticed, based Amy on me, just a dad, uh-huh. just a little yep, bit. just a little bit. So I went, well, now that, yeah, just a little bit, now that I've actually experienced America, why not just chuck in a few paragraphs that kind of relate to my experience? And look, America, I think everyone's very polite, very kind. I love the people, but the food, I lost so much weight because I couldn't eat a thing. It's just so sugary, like the bread mm, pretty yeah. much dissolved on my tongue before I even swallowed it. I just, I couldn't eat anything. And even all the gluten-free and wheat-free stuff, I think there was something in it because I was having allergic reactions to absolutely everything. So I mm. lived off bananas and Taco Bell, which you know isn't a bad thing. I quite <laughs> enjoy Taco Bell and want to franchise it here. <laughs> now, I, I take a lot of shit from all my friends for also really enjoying Taco Bell. Taco Bell, from a quality standpoint, is about as bad as you're going to get food-wise in uh, North America. But I love it. Oh, it's so I good. I just love it. Oh, my God. I thought, like, I'd found heaven. When I walked in, it was like, oh. And then that taco and like it was my first proper meal because everything else I was like, I can't eat here. So, um, yeah, but it's really good. You got, you have bananas, like literally everywhere you go into a cafe and there's bananas at the cash register. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Like we don't have anything like that. Um, and oh my goodness. Okay. So we stayed literally a block away from cake bosses, um, Shop, cake yeah. store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was only one gluten-free option. It was um, cheesecake dipped in chocolate with a strawberry. And I kid you not, because it was like open pretty much 24-7. It'd be like midnight and we'd go, hey, do you want to go and get a cake from Cake Boss? And we'd just walk down and go and <laughs> stuff our faces. <laughs> we was so good. But your milkshakes as well, very, very confusing. Because like a milkshake is meant to be milky with a bit of chocolate, right? Uh. It's pretty much like a mousse through a straw. Some place, yeah, some, this started about 10 years ago where they're just like super thick now and you could barely pull them up yeah. through the straw. I don't know why. It's more ice cream than anything else these days. And uh, It is. I, and I thought maybe because I tried the, I think it's Denny's Diner and I thought maybe it was just uh, yes. their way of doing it. So I tried a few other places and no. <laughs> The, the triple thick milkshakes became like standard across the board. Yeah, Joey. if you want yeah. like a legit milkshake, you get to go to a hole in the wall, mom and pop, brick and mortar kind of yeah. diner. And nine times out of ten, they're going to have an actual legit milkshake machine with the metal posts. And there's like three of them. And they're, and they're using metal canisters with your concoction. And they're mixing it up. And then they pour it into a cup for you. Like that's where you're going to yeah. get a legit milkshake. Anywhere else you go, like Blair said, it's ninety percent ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Just it? like, well, we sell ice cream anyway, so let's yeah. just kind of spin it a little bit and call yeah, it a milkshake. Yeah, just check it in. Um, the, we, my uh, favorite milkshake when we were I've in ever Orlando. had. I'll go on, yep. Yeah, my favorite milkshake I've ever had is exactly what Joey described at a place called the Sci-Fi Cafe in Sedona, Arizona. Um, it was we bought. I bought one milkshake and I got full, two humongous full glasses. By they literally mix it with whatever what I want. Brought me the tin cup. Brought me my glass and. Had, let me have at it. So, um, anyway. That's so good. You're saying Orlando. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, so when we went to Orlando, we went to Old Town, which honestly, that's another place I could live. I just I loved Old Town, where really? um, you just kind of get to do all these cool little shops, like you go to a 50s diner and we got the ice cream and you can go on the Ferris wheel. We went to a magic store because Alex and I have been watching uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Right. And like, we're a little bit obsessed with magic now, so we wanted to learn magic. We went, what's the chance? There's a magic shop. So we walk in and we got our own private magic show. And we're talking to the guy and he's like, oh, I think I know exactly from where you are in England. I'm like, I'm Australian. Uh, And this happened periodically. Everyone thought I was English, but that's okay. You also traveled with an Englishman. You got to, you got to at least give him a little bit of a Yeah. And that's what I gave him. Like, yeah, you're 50-50. Like, he's English. I'm Australian. So uh, we're talking to the guy and it turns out he was on Penn and Teller and we were like fangirling because then he gave us like the inside scoop of the TV show and everything. And then we like bought all the magic tricks ever. And now Alex and I are going to become really bad magicians. So we're learning. <laughs> That's the next thing to be taught at, uh, at the school is, is magic. <laughs> Imagine that. Flash The same down. trick over and over, just the coin trick. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, New York was amazing. That. Like, there are um, performers everywhere. Like, you go on the subway, yeah. which is really, really cheap, too. Really cheap method yes. of transportation. And yes. they're just, they're not even necessarily buskers. They're just there to perform. And Central Park was stunning. Mm. Oh, these performers, there were these guys who did all these flips, but they were like a comedy routine at the same time. And I fell a little bit in love with them. <laughs> um, did you no, find the Alice in Wonderland statue? I didn't. It was so big. Oh. I didn't even think there would be roads in a park, but there were roads everywhere. Like yeah. a lot of people, they think of Central and, Park. Yeah, they got this. This they think of it as this little park that's sitting in the middle of Manhattan. They have no idea how huge this thing is. Yeah, it, it is legit. Like there's a zoo it there. Legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually really like Central Park. Um, there's the Vancouver's got a very similar kind of thing uh just just across the river from their from their downtown and i really appreciate that bring a little bit of that that nature feel to the large city and and it just kind of humanizes it a little bit so i completely understand why new New yorkers love central park i 100 percent agree i really enjoyed it myself too i mean and just quickly it is starting to rain quite heavily so i'm really sorry if that's what you're going to hear in the background just the pelting i'm doing what i can but it's just gotten really loud um but no i i thought i would be a little bit scared of new york because i come from a small country town like even sydney in australia is kind of compared uh to new york it's like really quiet really town like so i thought oh my god i'm really going to struggle but i found it easy to get around because like you go 39th to 52nd street you know exactly where you are mm-hmm. um it, you know i didn't get mugged so that was you know big <laughs> thumbs up there <laughs> um the only thing i found a little bit strange in new york were the piles of rubbish yeah. everywhere. Cause like you guys don't have skip bins or something. So you just put it all on the sidewalk out the front. Like that is bizarre to me. Yeah. It's the number one thing they say when they, when Americans come to Toronto, like, Oh my God, Toronto's so clean. And I'm like, no, we just use our trash bins. You guys just yeah. throw shit on the ground. I mean, that's, there's a lot more of you. Like there's, there's eight, I think it's 8 million people in New York and there's just under three in Toronto. Um, mm. but we, we, we use our waste bins and everywhere in most yeah. American cities, this isn't just New York, but most major American cities really? is the same. Just a lot of trash all over the place. Joey, you've lived because in a I few. I thought it was, I thought it was bin night, but it was every night. Yeah. Um, depending on where you are in Maine, uh, like there are small, like another, they're just, um, there are a bunch of mom and pop. Uh, places, unless you're more in an actual city, uh, like an apartment building, you're not going to find a lot of uh, uh, of bins. So a lot of neighborhoods rely on independent contracting trash men to come collect their trash and recycling. Now, since living in Washington, oh, it's like you need you need five bins for recycling because you go through that much stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they will do it. Wow. They will give you the recycling bins, the trash bins, and they also give you a compost bin. Plus, they give you a schedule of when the recycling is picked up, which is actually every yep. two weeks. Trash and compost is every single week on Tuesday, at least where I am anyway. And they will list out and tell you, you know, what things can go into compost, and they tell you yep. on certain days when you need to get rid of like big excess stuff or you know recycle electronics or stuff that just has to go completely to the wasteland. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, forward thinking but, out here. That's why it's so freaking green. You know, the, the west coast is way <laughs> different from the east coast for sure. Like yeah. the east coast is is dirty comparatively. The west coast they're a lot more conscious. Yeah. I, I, I now that I think about it, San Diego was pretty clean, and that was during Comic Con. I can say that. So so back to Realm FM. Your 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 book birthday. What do you yeah. want to talk, talk? You just don't want to talk about your new book. It, it's a. Uh... So it's 200 pages. It's a girl. It's, um, you know, Epstein's very shy, just just being born. No, so, um, no. yeah, it's, so it's out, obviously, in Australia. <laughs> I was trying to work out how many pounds it would be to do, like, a baby reference, and I'm like, I have no idea how many pounds it would be, like, half of one. Uh, yeah, no, so it's out today. Um, it's 99 cents on Kindle, and it's only going to be like that for a few more days, and... I was feeling absolutely the love for all the humans because even though I didn't get to meet up with anyone, I did try to meet up with a few, but it was just so hard, the time constraints and everything like that. But just, I felt so grateful for being in such a lovely country and it's Christmas and all that stuff. So I I put the humans in a drawer and I wanted to give absolutely everyone just a copy of it because I feel like even though it's a little thing, like I just want to give something to you guys for having me in your country. But, um, no, I don't really know what you want me to say, Blair. <laughs> you really are the worst promotional person of your stuff. <laughs> no. I, I try to lead you in. Now, to, I, I will help you out because uh, Joey is still reading, so I'm not going to spoil it. Um, I, I've, I've finished the book. I actually really liked it. And knowing Tyrion the way I do, she's not lying. This is her on pages. Not Like, not verbatim. It's not all her. She is not 100% Amy Holt. Uh, but I don't think she's a lot I think of them. Yeah, you're you're a lot <laughs> percent Amy Holt, um, and uh, you know things that she loves, things that she tells Joey and I off air. <laughs> it's there. Um, so so I mean, anyone who wants to get to know Tierland and enjoy a little ride of a story about a girl on a radio <laughs> station on a wormhole, it's uh, it's it's pretty. It, I it's really actually enjoy an it. autobiography. No. It's, well. <laughs> Maybe one of these days you just need to find. Anyway, I don't want to say that. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, I don't want to, again, I don't want to spoil too much for anyone who is yet to read it. But uh, if you've read some of Tierland's other books, you'll you'll really enjoy this. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you off the hook with that one. Um, so Realm Yay, FM, go you. get it. Amazon, really cheap right now. Not going to always be that way. Uh, comes out. No, it's stopping in a few days. Yeah, so by the time this is released, probably it'll be <laughs> Pretty <over>. much. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so now there get, There's going to be some more Realm FM episodes as well. So there's still three more. Uh, I obviously had to have a little bit of a hiatus while um, I was in America. But right. we do have three more episodes of Realm FM coming out on the podcast. So thanks for being patient with that. Mm-hmm. I do have some questions. Well, it's just you and I. I don't want to spoil anything for Joey. So regarding that anyway here nor there um now let's talk about holiday traditions now joey and i's traditions and and i'm gonna let joey start um and then i'll give a little bit of mine then tierlin you can come in because i'm sure yours is going to be way different than ours um joey talk to us about some of your uh your favorite holiday traditions that you and your family have uh do you want me to include uh thanksgiving in there or no sure in america yes all right, so my own little mini kind of tradition with Thanksgiving, uh, for those of you who are not American, or yeah, for those of you who aren't American, basically, <laughs> yeah, just American. Uh, the the last Thursday of November is meant to get together and have a big feast, uh, typically around a turkey. Uh, I had cocoa pops. <laughs> Very close. And, uh, they both had birds. Before I had moved to Washington, uh, there's always been like a little mini tradition. Like dad has to have his mince meat, mom's gonna have her gravy, sis has to have her mashed potatoes, and I have to make sure that I have my croissant rolls. They can be either you know you pop them out of a can and make them, or they can be homemade. So long as there is croissant rolls, Joey is happy. That's so those are kind of like mini feast <laughs> traditional things that have to be there at the table. Cool. Um, and then, you know, after, typically uh, before I had moved to uh, when I was living with my parents, uh, my dad and I had this kind of tradition where after the you know Thanksgiving dinner was done and stuff, we would play Need for Speed, uh, and the most recent uh. one that was out at the time. So we would just hammer out, you know, all evening. 
and then the tree probably That's would go up. That's an old school game. <laughs> well, it's whatever, you know, whatever one was had come out. And we started the tradition right. with Need for Speed 3, Hot Pursuit, the original Hot Pursuit, not the one that came out a couple right. years ago. Uh, right, right. But then, you know, that tradition just kept on going because uh, even though I, I don't own one right now, I'm still a hardcore PS uh, PlayStation fan. So it's always PlayStation, you know, not Xbox. Nintendo's cool and all, but they go through their systems faster than Xbox and PlayStation, let's just be honest. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Nintendo uh, fan, and you're right. Uh, in terms of Christmas, though, uh, last year we got to share with Tierlin, um, Santa Claus is Coming yeah. to Town, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like, I love all of the Rankin-Bass <laughs> Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, so I like to watch those, and I actually now have them on Blu-ray in high definition, oh, and nice. I've purposely made sure not to watch them until this time of year so now i can actually watch them uh because i've always wanted to see them remastered in high definition so that'll be interesting um i like there's you know for me there's decorating and then there's the baking and just getting stuff all together and cramming and losing your ever loving mind until you know right up through christmas eve you know, it's, tra- it's, it's tradition for me to, you know, completely lose myself altogether, 100%. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up, our traditions were, were, they weren't really that static. You know, I mean, Christmas Eve, I'd go to grandma's uh, farm and then Christmas Day, we'd wake up, do our thing. Christmas Day-ish, a little later, I'd go to my other grandmother's and then have dinner there. And then that was pretty much it. And when my parents split, it became a little bit more um, difficult because there was a lot more to do. It's just going you know, house hopping, blah 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 blah. Um, but not nothing super traditional. Like it was I, when I think of my childhood, there wasn't a ton of tradition um, involved. But that's something I wanted to change when I got older, and you know, you know, when I got married and and whatnot. So um, much like Joey, I love the Rankin Bass uh, movies. It's not Christmas season until. Frosty shows up because he's usually the first one or or Rudolph and and I absolutely love those kind of old claymation style animated movies from the 60s and 70s and sometimes the 80s um, and, and that to me is the beginning of it but now there's I, there's there's very few movies that kind of crack that for me like I love Christmas I love me a Christmas vacation Chevy Chase at his best um, mm. you know little Johnny Galecki before he ever was on the Big Bang or Roseanne or any of that stuff. And Julie, uh, oh, not Julianne Moore. I always forget her name wrong. Oh, Elaine from Seinfeld. Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. No, no, his sister. Uh, I know her. Anyway, I you guys will all know, and I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I love that, and I now also very much love Arthur Christmas. Have you guys seen Arthur Christmas yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think a few years ago. So Arthur Christmas, and it's very rare for me to let things into what I have built as tradition, um, but it's just, it has such heart about, you know, you know Santa Claus has two boys, and one of these boys will eventually replace him, and his older brother is in line and is super high-tech whiz and making sure that, you know, Christmas can still run in today's day and age. And then the younger brother is all heart, um, not much to him in terms of, dexterity and, and knowledge but he just he feels the christmas spirit and um just a story about him more than anything else about not accepting the fact that one kid uh had a present missed out of the millions and billions that there are in the world um and it's i just it's an absolute wonderful story i love it and for me it's it's the first one i watch now uh i also put up my christmas tree a lot earlier like my family there was a hard fast rule december 1st no no not allowed before that and the reason I put up, like, we usually put up our tree literally the day after Remembrance Day, which for us is November 12th, and, or the, the, the weekend closest to it. This year it was right on the weekend. And the reason for that is it is my cat's favorite thing in the entire world. And as soon as we put that tree out, they are two of the happiest animals I've ever seen. Um, I just can't justify it before, <laughs> or else it would probably be up earlier. But um, they absolutely love that tree. Um, Joey, or sorry, my apologies. Tierlin, tell me about uh, your Christmas traditions. Joey and I are one and the same. We're doppelgangers, aren't we? It's an easy mistake. Totally. No, um, <laughs> well, do you guys have Elf on the Shelf? 
Yeah. Unfortunately, so my sister. Children. Every yeah. freaking year. Oh my because god. That that that's a new thing here. Like I never had uh, that as a child. It's only really been the last sort of ten years, and it's now yeah. that my students talk about it a lot. And I think we've only just sort of introduced it here. So I wasn't sure if it was an Australian thing or not. But gen- also, yeah. But generally for us, we um, again, it's it's summer. It's hot and it's usually the rainy season as well, which, as we know, it was just raining quite intensely about 20 minutes ago and now it's clear skies. Um, we will put the tree up around December 1st, but sometimes we'll do it a little bit later, a little bit earlier. We don't have a set date, it's just kind of like when we are free because December season is the busiest social season for us because suddenly everyone comes home for the holidays. So nearly yeah. every day you're having lunch or coffee or something Right. Um, we often, I will book in something at the retirement home and I'll just sort of sing a song for the old folks. And no. um, that's always really fun. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you feel good and makes them feel good. Uh, we always have a Christmas advent calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, though, we had the, the Lego one, which I love that, where you build wow. the little Lego pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we... We used to decorate the tree a lot, but now we kind of just put lights on it and a few baubles. Like before, we used to go intense with decorations. Like there'd be barely any branches left. It'd just be just smothered in everything. But um, no, so every time we decorate the tree, we put on something like Home Alone, The Grinch or Elf or Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then we always have out on the kitchen counter, we always have like bowls of M&Ms or those chocolate coins or the chocolate Santas, just because we just encourage everyone to be just so unhealthy over Christmas. We just eat lots of junk. <laughs> so Christmas Eve, we will often uh, get the stockings and that's when we lay out the Christmas stockings because the rule is if you don't have kids, then you get to have a stocking until you have kids. So my uncle oh. and I are like, woo, we get stockings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My uncle's 37. So <laughs> young man. It's his grand plan. Yeah, grand plan to always have a stocking in Christmas. So we do that Christmas Eve. Um I'm starting a new tradition this year because I heard in Finland and someone correct me if I'm wrong that everyone gets a book on Christmas Eve, some chocolate, and then you go to bed and read because apparently Finland produces the most amount of books per capita and I thought what a great tradition. Yeah, I think JP I'm mentioned also, that. Yeah. Yeah, so I am adopting that tradition and thanks to Blair he showed me there is a Festivus board game from Seinfeld (laughs) so I haven't told the family yet but I'm going to be all like serious and be like I don't want to celebrate Christmas anymore I think it's rubbish and I have a new idea and that's when I'm going to open up the board game and be like Festivus for the rest of us so we're going to play that (laughs) very cool and uh yeah and then Christmas day so we do the stockings then we go and eat then we do the rest of the presents then we all have lunch with the family then often we'll go have a swim because it'll be really hot and there's flies everywhere uh (laughs) then we sleep (laughs) oh man I wish uh, I mean for us it's like one of the shortest days of the year because it's winter um so like we're we're, we're dark at 4 p.m where I am on Christmas Eve oh my god it's horrible yeah like even right now it's dark by 4 30. I was thinking about that when she was visiting too, uh, because you know, almost a year ago when she had to get up so early in the morning, I was like, I'm, I'm picturing her having a freaking panic attack. Like, why is it dark all of a sudden? <laughs> I did. It was like ten to five, and I went, "Is it just overcast? Like, why is it so dark?" And I thought maybe New York City because all the buildings were blocking out the light. <laughs> And so I asked a local, I was like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, no, it's uh, this is normal. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so it's very strange. Something else I forgot <laughs> to mention is um, my Christmas tree is full of ornaments of places I've visited. It's something my wife and I do whenever That's we visit a, a city. That's a idea. We buy, we buy an ornament. And I actually, we started it in New York. The first thing we ever bought was, was Times Square ornament. And, and we've been doing it ever since. So, I love um, Times Square. Kind of neat, except for all the creepy people dressed as as, as Pokemon and, and stuff like that. Really I creepy. loved them. They were so nice. The only creepy thing were the police with the machine guns. But then I sort of felt safe after a while because I'm like, well, if something goes down, like, you know, you feel a little bit protected there. But that I was a bit <laughs> of a shock saying that. I love the fact that she thought, like, the six to eight foot size lights were supposed to go up on that freaking tree at Rockefeller Center. Oh, that was awesome. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you are you for real? Are you for no, real? No, I thought they were real. I actually thought they were real. <laughs> like, I know it's a big tree. <laughs> like, I know it's a big tree, but 
my, my god, like, you could put five on that thing and the whole thing would be lit. Like, holy crap. Yep. Well, because, like, yep. I was kind of like, how are they going to do that? That's a lot of manpower to try hoist that on the tree. Like, do they let lasso it around or do they, like, get the, the crane and <laughs> pick, put it on? Like, I was a bit confused. They have the bumble do it. <laughs> the bumble. <Yeah. laughs> the right. bumble. Oh, it's from the Rankin Bass last year. The big snow uh, the bumble what? snowman from Rudolph. The yeah, the abominable snowman where uh, the elf oh. removes all his teeth. Yes, yes, yeah. She's only seen it once. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I got forty years. You got what, thirty, so we, we got some yeah. we got some times. Um, <laughs> Joey, huh? You wrote a book. Oh my god, I you did. Wrote a book. So proud in like a bloody week. You're always like, ah, oh, Terrell, you write it so quickly in your sleep and blah, blah, blah. And here you go. You go and beat my record. Woo! Yeah, I wrote so 50,022 words in less than three weeks. 19 days. So wow. good. Wow. Uh, what can you tell oh, us about this? You haven't sent it to me yet. You've got to send it to me. Yes, and tell us about well, it. Well, I've been... Okay, before I tell you about the book, first of all, Terrell, little side note here. I've been waiting for you to tell me that when you're not busy... Like, you penned in a luncheon today last minute for fuck's sake, okay? <laughs> like, don't, don't even jump on my ass at all until <laughs> your schedule is like, wow, I don't have anything today. Let Before I before I contact any of my, my local mudgies, let me see what's going on over here. <laughs> local mudgies. I, I can't not hear that. That that is stuck forever. Local mudgies. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Just send it to me and then I'll read it when I can. Okay. Which will All right, what can you tell us about the okay. book, Joey? All right, so I'll, let me start at the very, very beginning here, okay? It's very, it's very Lord of the Rings in style starting here. So every year I have tried to do NaNoWriMo, and I have read all these different books on, you know, like, suggestive ways on how to write them, you know, plan ahead, you know, how all this stuff mapped out. So basically like you're creating like 20 different character sheets for the people that are, might appear in the book and, and settings and a little bit of, you know, bl small blurbs of black of uh, back history. I can't do that. I, once I was done with that, I felt like I had just written the book, but it wasn't in any kind of yeah. format that you could publish. So yeah. I was like, ah, I can't, I don't want to do this. So I would always just toss it. I would just toss it because I'd get, I'd get fed up. So yeah. this year I decided to finally adopt what Tierland said is don't think about it. Just let it go. Like let mm. it come out of your fingertips. Don't, let it go. don't even worry about like continuity so much. Just get it out onto the paper and that's what editing is for later. Once you find an editor, they go through and they are the ones that make all the meticulous notes, not so much you, like they'll ask you questions and whatnot, you know, of how you're trying to express something. And I thought I was gonna have a serious problem with that because when I go to do dialogue, you know, there's a certain way that people are expressing something, you know, either through anger or sadness or some kind of like weird, you know, footnoted version of it. And I, I, it was, it was a struggle to just accept that I wrote. He said, she said, they said. You know, the person's name said. Just, mm. just so I could get it onto the paper. And I was like, all right, well, what am I gonna write? So I had a choice. I gave myself a choice: either horror, or you know, something that would appear on vaginal fantasy. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go horror because that's where my mindset is right now, and I feel like it would be easier. So I was looking for ideas, and I found one online. And the the way that it starts off is it's an actor uh, who appears in a lot of horror movies. He's on his way to a horror convention to appear at. Like, he's going to be there signing, you know, photos of the table. You know, like, what we would expect to find other people at certain conventions. But mm -hmm. he ends up deciding to take a road uh, that he shouldn't have taken. And he should have just stayed on his Google Maps. And uh, after a while being on this road, he's still on it, and the car dies. And in the process of that, he also realizes that somebody or something has been riding in the back seat with him the entire time in complete silence. So it, it takes on... For anybody who's uh, an avid Netflix watcher and likes you know thrillers and action and, and scary stuff, uh, there's a movie called The Babysitter. Now, if you get to, if you watch that, the the pacing of that movie 
is like you take the pacing of that and then you take the writing of Joss Whedon and Wes Craven and they have a child together. That's where the rest of this book goes. Man, you're really good at pitching. That's awesome. <laughs> you do. Much you better do than me. I'm like, well, Blair, help me. Okay, Kirlin, <laughs> hire Joey to be your hype man, by the way. There we go. Yeah, you can be my PR. <laughs> um, it's definitely got some, you know, like CW moments. Like, I won't lie. There's a part of it that was inspired by the show Supernatural. I didn't actually, I didn't necessarily rip anything from it because what you would consider ripping from it has been in so many other things out there. I just flipped it on its head and made you think of it a, a whole other way. Um, Tierland's less obvious. They're <laughs> more obvious, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say, did you did you notice my supernatural reference? Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, hard not to. <laughs> um, no shame, no shame. <laughs> the one other thing that I will reveal about the plot, because like I said, th there's a lot of stuff that actually goes on. And after I stopped and thought about it, I was like, wow, in 50,000 words, there's a lot of shit that goes down. And this book takes place over the period mm. of two days. Literally, that's all it is. It's a period of two days. This isn't like a stretch over a couple of weeks. So I had to really make sure that every time I was writing that I was trying to, you know, time crunch it in a whole other way. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, the whole idea where people make a deal you know, with, you know, like a crossroads demon in Supernatural and they sell their soul and after so much, after so long, you know, they come to take it. Well, what if your soul was sold and you didn't know about it and you have to find out mm. who did it or, you know, who set you up and why, uh, you know, to get out of a deal that you didn't set up. But because it's still, because the deal is still there, they can't just void it, you know? Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of where this, the, uh, a lot of the story happens. Um, funny thing, there's actually a character in it. Uh, are you all at all familiar with the YouTube uh, person, Trisha Paytas? Not I. Mm, not by name. If I saw her, I might know her. Okay. Um, she's kind of like a plus-size Pam Anderson, and I mean that in the most you know confident, positive way. Um, she's a bit of a character, and... I didn't realize I was writing a character based on her <laughs> until after I had finished writing it. And I'm like, oh, shit. If this ever becomes a movie, she has to be cast. Because <laughs> 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 there's nobody else that can play the part. Uh, but that was also, that was the other thing, too, was when I was writing it, I was keeping in mind, I'm like, this would be, you know, if it never became a book, but it became a screenplay, like, this would be something that I would want to watch. Uh and, and that's what you want to write. You want to write something that you as a reader or as a consumer are going to buy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like there were things in it when I was writing. Um, I had to contact um, agent friend of mine in uh, California and I was asking him questions because, you know, he, he does a lot of um, event bookings for conventions and stuff. So I was asking him for inside information because I didn't want to just, you know, flub something and just, you know, have it not be – you know, true. I wanted some kind of, I wanted to kind of create a sense of reality, you know, in this fantasy world. And he was hesitant to say anything to me at first. He was like, are you trying to create competition with me? And I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> I don't even know what a car. Okay. Second of all, you're the one with all the contact info and I'm not asking for any of that. So I can't be your competition. Like I feel very, you know, graced <laughs> to be considered that I might rip you off, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the, the last entry, because, okay, for any of you guys who have, you know, played MMOs, you know when you're, you're leveling a character and you see what level you are or you see how much more experience you need just to get to that next level, you know, you know mm -hmm. level up your character, that's how this book felt for me. I would see the number, I'm like, oh, I'm at 8,000 words, like, oh. I really would love to see it at 10,000. So the next day I'm like, I got to make sure I at least get over 10,000. Like it has to get 2000 more words. And that was my goal was 2000 words a day at the least. Um, I would see like 10,000. like, okay, now I can't wait to see 15. Now I can't wait to see 20. Now I can't wait to see 30. Yeah. And once it hit 44,000, it it? yeah, I hit 44,265 and I'm like, wow, I'm not that far away from 50,000. Let me tell you what, that's that last gap. Don't say you're not that far away because that was fucking childbirth because I was like, no, I want it done. I want it done tonight. I got shit to do. You know, Thanksgiving is about to happen. I want this book done. 
and I and I I would and it's I'm thinking the, that I'm getting like a lot of words down, and each each little entry is like twelve hundred words more as I'm going, and I'm like, oh my god, come on, we gotta do this, come on, just. And I'm thinking I'm filling it up with bullshit, but I'm actually I'm not filling it with bullshit near the end. The, you know, th this is all stuff that has to you know everything has to come to some kind of conclusion, and the story does leave on an open end. But you don't realize how much you think you're putting in bullshit when it turns out like no, this is no, this is stuff that's necessary. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, just Absolutely. just want it done. And I, I hit. I always find the twenty thousand mark is the hardest because sometimes, like especially if you're writing quickly to get it out, like as we talked about, as you edit it afterwards. Yep. Sometimes I hit the twenty thousand mark and I go, crap, I'm not even halfway done. And this could wrap up in like 10,000 words. Yep. And that's always really, really hard for me. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to try and just like lengthen this and drag it out a little Every bit? Every <laughs> single entry. I'm like, I could end this in yep. the next two entries right now. But that, <laughs> yep. was, that was also the thing that kept me going too was, okay, what can, what else it actually does need to happen to avoid this, you know, from, excuse me, ending in you know, two more entries of 4,000 words or less. It's like, I'm trying, I was trying my best to avoid that. Once I, once it got to the point where I had like just over 400 words to go to hit that 50K mark, I was doing this whole like, I'm like, I'm, I'm awake, I promise. Come on, stay awake, get it out. <laughs> it was all I could do. I, I thought about like laying down and passing out. And I'm like, nope, nope, you can't sleep until you get the last 400 out. But yeah, finally wrote a book. And you gave birth. <laughs> you gave birth to your book, baby. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, now for some As a heads up, hit. writing it is the easy part. Oh. So for any writers, writers is the real easy part. Next is the editing. Next is the finding the publisher and the marketing. Oh my God. That's why Blair has to say nice things for me because I can't do it. <laughs> See, I think I'm Joey's too, got the job now. <laughs> I'm not too worried about when it comes to the editing because now I at least have, you know, the, the structure, the, you know, the, the body frame of it down. So if something has to be mm. expanded or something has to be trimmed, you know, per se, I'm not too concerned with it because what I would, what would just make it more worth my while is be like, Hey, editor, whoever you are, you know, here's the book, you read it, you know, any questions, concerns, points of interest, you know, just take them note and then present it with me. And then I can go through kind of like how you do side quests and well, one thing <laughs> at a time. And I can do that. No problem. It was getting the foundation down because I stuck at geometry. <laughs> it was getting the whole <laughs> main structure of the bare bones down. That was that was the birth part for me. If I had to go through and adjust, that's a whole other story for me. I can handle that. I'm because I'm one of those weird people in the world where, you know, 98% of the world can understand geometry, but 2% can't understand the algebra, but you flip it around. I'm in that 2% that understands algebra but sucks at geometry. So in this instance, <laughs> I'm really, really okay with it. <laughs> That's All <great>. right. Well, <laughs> let, let's transition from something a, a little less stressful to you. Uh, you got to visit the Pop Funko store. Yeah. Tierland went to Orlando. I got to go to the Pop Funko store. <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> what is it? It sounds cool. The Pop Funko, you know, the little pop vinyl heads. Oh my God. You went to the actual like factory. Is it? Well, we didn't go to the factory, but we went to the flagship store. So, like, they okay. because their headquarters is in Everett, Washington. So they have their their factory, but then they have like their their friggin' store. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. It is like Disney World in a way for pop vinyl. Uh, <laughs> no way. The the store is literally sectioned off. Uh, there's in one area, there's, you know, a complete Harry Potter section. So you have uh, the, the doorway leading to Dumbledore's apartment. And then there's, you know, Diagon Alley and, you know, Hagrid standing right outside. Dobby's up in a window and there's a Dementor flying above. Um, they have uh, Ron, Harry and Hermione, the rock candy statues. Because um, rock candy is produced by Fun uh, Funko. And so they had life-size statues of them. Um, they've got t 
t-shirts. They've got their own original line of uh, forest land critters that they do um, in the superhero uh, action one. They have Arkham Asylum and a bat cave with an original 1960s Batmobile that you can sit inside and have your picture taken with Batman. It, it's awesome. It is. It was so amazing. They have like a life-size uh, Pop Funko version of Maleficent as the dragon on the other side of the castle. So on one side you have Belle and Elsa, and on the other side you have um, Maleficent and her little imp demons and, and her dragon. Uh, there's a whole Star Wars section uh, with stormtroopers and... Um, there you go, Blair. <laughs> uh, it's all. Uh, what was the name of the frozen planet? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Hoth. Thank you. I was gonna call it Thoth, but that's because my brain's fried <laughs> at the moment. Uh, so it's it kind of takes place there. Um, it it was just so cool. Like there's a there was a a place in there at the same time, right adjacent to it, that you could create your own Pop Funko and have it built. Uh, the only issue is is that there's not really like a lot of options. It's kind of like what the flavor of the month is for what how they have it set up. But all of, all of the tubes with all the different parts in it was like literally like a ombre of rainbow, just the way it looked. Um, so that was really cool too. And after you purchase something on your way out, you get a free T-shirt. So that's cool. Got a free T-shirt. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah! Oh yeah. Uh, and they've got and outside the building they've got. Uh, the the hero size statue versions of a lot of the the characters uh so i got to see bb8 and c3po and the beast and maleficent one of the uh warcraft orcs which was really cool batman nice. spider-man so yeah Very it was pretty cool. fun that sounds awesome man oh it definitely okay uh, so when i come to america next time i'm coming to chill with you, Joey, and we can go and do that together and get our free t-shirts. There you go. <laughs> and write more books. <laughs> there you go. Take it. Show her the West Coast. Oh, I got um. a, uh, I got a, I got a couple of pop vinyls, uh, some of which were vaulted. Well, one of them is vaulted. Um, the one that's no longer like available through Funko is Huggle from Labyrinth. I got Sarah with the worm, and I got the regular Jareth. Uh, this month, the ballroom Jareth is coming out where his entire outfit's all sparkly. And I still got to get Ludo, but uh, I got those. Um, and I got my Rock Candy Elvira. Part of me can't believe how much the pop vinyls kind of took off. Oh, you know, I know. Like, before, you just sort of see them occasionally, and now, like, they rule the world. They're like the new Lego. Well, they were willing to bring in the specialized stuff and, and very timely so like i mean f action figures have been a thing for years but like you have a buffy action figure you don't have buffy in this season or buffy with this very specific situation like uh, that's yeah. where they won is they took very iconic moments and really captured those things and I, you get credit where it's due i they they did it right and they're they're reaping the rewards and, and all the power to them because they they're clearly immersed in pop culture they know what's going on and they knew what they had to do so exactly. um, yeah hats totally off to pop funko and i wish them all nothing but success <laughs> well i posted on twitter i, I think they've I, already got that <laughs> i tweeted to uh felicia the guild and original funko and i said so are we ever gonna one day have a guild set for pop funko mm, like because yes. this needs to be a thing because you know hashtag take my money <laughs> <laughs> like I will yes. get every single one of them. <laughs> Speaking of Felicia, and since this is one of her podcasts, um, I got into she uh, actually when I when I met Felicia at Fan Expo, she told me and probably shouldn't that uh, like she told a story that she'd mentioned on Twitter that she was working on a project that uh, she was both writing and supposed to act in, and then they axed it at the last last second, even though she'd put a lot of work and a lot of effort into it. She didn't tell me what that project was because it might come back one of these days. But she did mention that she's got a job back up at Vancouver that got, you know, that recently opened up, which is a good positive thing. And she mentioned this. And at the time, I'm like, well, 
they might bring Charlie back, as that is where they film Supernatural. But that wasn't the only show that filmed to Vancouver. They're not even close to close uh, far. But uh, it be- it was released not too long ago that she's going to be playing. Uh, I think it's Poppy is the name of the character on The Magicians, which is a adaptation mm. of the book by Lev Grossman. Uh, there's three books. I don't remember the name of them. The first one's The Magicians. Um, I think the last one's called The Magician King. Or anyway, so. I actually, this is a book series that I read probably about five years ago. It doesn't even try to pretend the fact that it's not Harry Potter meets Chronicles of Narnia. It is very much Harry Potter meets Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> eh, word tongue twister. Uh, just with emo kids. I mean, that's just the easiest way to explain it. Now, the TV show um, made some interesting, inter- hmm, words, interesting choices is they made the kids older, which I actually really appreciated, uh, and they changed a few characters which for me actually made the story better. So they've made, they've made, it took some creative licensing with some things, um, but the story itself, the major plot points are being hit. And I just, I marathoned the two seasons of, of that show and it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I actually prefer it to the books. The, bo- the books I, I ended, I went, ah, that was okay. But the TV show so far, I've actually really enjoyed. They casted it very, very well. Um, in fact, uh, my favorite character in both the book and the TV show is Alice. And for those who know the, the series will know who Alice is. Um, the actress they cast for her is almost a doppelganger for our friend Dan Hutton. It's a little, dist- I'm like, oh, wow. Like every time I see her, I'm like, Day could have played this part. And, and, and when I talk to Day about that, she goes, I get told that a lot, actually. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. I believe season three, the season of Felicia is in, starts uh, next month. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's magic. It's uh, schools. It's real life. Uh, it's, it's good. I actually really enjoy it. So I'm going to pimp that out. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to bring up is something, actually two things. First of all, proposal to my two other hosts here, yes, Terrilyn, um, is how about this year we watch Arthur Christmas as our Christmas movie? I'm down. Yeah, yeah it's been a couple of years since I've watched it. That'd be good. I've never okay, seen it, so. so. Perfect. Um, a movie that Joey hasn't seen. How That's a rarity. <laughs> <laughs> what? What Honestly, dimension is this? Honestly, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. It's just, it, it depends on what the genre and when it came out. <laughs> so, so guys, look for that in the in late December. We obviously don't want to step on too much, uh, you know, things that are family time, but, you know, pretty close to the end of December. Uh, we have a couple of guests that I'm just trying to pin down specific dates and a couple we have. We have a couple of... Well, yeah. Mm. I, little secret, have managed to have a little chat with another Guild star who will be joining us at some point. Mm -hmm. So let's maybe, let's see if anyone can guess who the next Guild Star might be. Because we've had Vork and we've obviously had Codex. So maybe we can run a little competition (laughs) when it gets a virtual for high five. (laughs) So yeah, Tierland's got her... uh... Got her guild hustle back on, and so we're, we're just trying to line up some <laughs> schedules there. A uh, couple other actors, as well as a, at least one other uh, community member, just trying to nail out some details. I believe the next one we're doing is, is an actor. Um, this Is it this week? Is it this Thursday we're doing that? I think it's this Thursday. Oh. Uh, yes. Soon. Nope, if it isn't next this, week it's next. on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, that's right. He couldn't do Thursday. I forgot. Yes, you're right. Monday, Tuesday. You're correct. Um, so that'll be the next one that we do. Um, and I would like to do the human holiday wish like we did last year. So, all right, guys, here it is. It's pretty simple. You can use your iPhones. You can use your Droid phones to do this. It's, you don't need high-end recording equipment. It's just audio. You don't need to uh, send a video. But give me an audio recording, you know, 5, 10, 15 seconds, however you're long. Just kind of talk about your year. Talk about you know, the positive stuff about the season, wishing everybody a happy holiday season. It's been a tough one for a lot of us here this mm-hmm. year. Um, and, you know, a lot of us have lost some important people to our lives. A lot of us have lost a lot of freedoms that we've gotten used to. Um, and some of us up in here in Canada just feel really bad for everyone else. Uh, but, you know, 
this this is a year to be this is a time of season to be very grateful and we're we're gonna throw out the all call to everybody uh, to see you know if we can get stuff from everybody but again just a short little audio clip you can record it on your phone don't worry about the formats we'll figure that all out when you send it to us and send it to humanpodcast at gmail.com again humanpodcast at gmail.com and we'll do as we did last year we'll compilate them we'll put them together and we'll release it for you go you guys in and around Christmas Eve Christmas Day I hope to do Christmas Eve so it'll be Christmas Day for Terrilyn and our Australian friends so <laughs> all right guys uh, thanks for tuning in with uh, to this this is our little catch-up yes we, I've missed you all yes we, we all <laughs> haven't talked to you guys in a while um, <laughs> and until next time guys take care Find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch, and Hoopod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage, where he streams Friday evenings at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube. Just search his name. That's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. You can find Joey on Twitter at joeycouture underscore, because someone already stole it. On YouTube as Joey Couture, and you can also find him on Etsy, Joey Couture Geek Chic. You can find Tyrolyn at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrolyn Puxty on YouTube, Tyrolyn Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T Y R O L I N P U X T Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.